Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here on The Truth. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be going over my week four college football playoff rankings. This is pretty self-explanatory. You know, my college football playoff rankings, the committee has their own rankings. I can believe what I want to believe over there, but we all know that my rankings are the best. Come on now. Been doing this a long time, only like three years of my life compared to those guys. So who really think or who really do you think knows what they're talking about of college football? I'm going to briefly go over, well, I'm not going to briefly, I'll just go over my week three rankings going into this week. And then I'll also go over the AP top 25 rankings before I go into my week four rankings. These are always the most fun points of the podcast because I'm saying a lot of teams repeatedly. And it sounds really stupid, but I want to give you guys at least a basis on where I was thinking going into the week and then kind of after the week with the AP poll. Number one, Georgia, followed by Ohio State, then Michigan, TCU, Tennessee 5, LSU 6, USC 7, Clemson 8, Alabama 9, 10 Ole Miss, 11 Utah, 12 Penn State, 13 Oregon, 14 North Carolina, 15 UCF, 16 Notre Dame, 17 Oklahoma State, 18 Texas, 19 UCLA, 20 Washington, 21 North Carolina State, 22 Florida State, 23 Tulane, 24 Coastal Carolina, 25 Liberty. And just missing out on my list going into last week, Cincinnati, number 26, 27 Duke, and 28 Oregon State. Let's go ahead and look at the AP top 25 uh, rankings here in week 11. Starting off with number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Number five, USC. Number six, LSU. Number seven, Clemson. Number eight, Alabama. Number nine, Tennessee. Number 10, Oregon. Number 11, Penn State. Number 12, Washington. Number 13, Notre Dame. Number 14, Utah. Number 15, Kansas State. Number 16, Florida State. Number 17, UCLA. Number 18, North Carolina. Number 19, Tulane. Number 20, Ole Miss. 21, Cincinnati. 22, Oregon State. 23, Coastal Carolina. 24, Texas. And 25, UCF. So there you have it, the top 25 AP poll. Moving into this week's college football rankings, at least in my prediction, started off with number 28. These first three are the teams that just missed. Mississippi State, I have them coming in here at the number 28 spot. Three and four conference record, seven and four record overall. I know what you guys are saying. Why the hell are you putting Mississippi State here at number 28 as a four-loss team? But when you look at their season they had thus far, their losses came to LSU, Kentucky, Alabama, and Georgia, all ranked opponents. Some of their key wins, Auburn, even though they've had a disappointing year, uh, they thumped Arkansas. That was a big win uh, for Mississippi State. And they also beat you know Arizona and Memphis to start the year. So overall, this is a really good team. They play in the best conference in football. So you're going to lose a lot of those games, especially when you play Alabama, Georgia in the same season, even Kentucky for a point, um, and then LSU where they're at right now. Going forward, their final matchups at Ole Miss, which is another good test for them. Obviously, they're bowl eligible. Um, Ole Miss would have been a bigger matchup for them if Ole Miss was able to win last week. But unfortunately, they weren't able to win. But still, a very good matchup to see and especially see moving forward how that one pans out. But yeah, Mississippi State's had a pretty solid year where they're at right now in their rankings. I definitely expect them to you know, continue moving forward in a positive direction. And being 7-4 and four in the SEC and 3-4 and four in conference play, I definitely think is an achievement of itself. So that's where I got there, starting off at number 28. Moving over to the Mountain West Conference and Boise State coming in at number 27. 8-3 and three on the year. 
Last week, Boise State beat Wyoming um, on the road 20 to 17. This week, they got a date against Utah State before taking on Fresno State in the MWC Conference Championship game. Their losses this year, they lost to BYU by three. UTEP, which was a bad loss, and then their other loss came uh, to Oregon State to start the season. Boise State still had a really solid year in conference play. They're 7-0, obviously clinched that Mountain West Mountain Division title. And like I said, we'll face Fresno State in the championship. They have potential to go 10 wins this season. Um, they should probably win next week um, at or sorry versus Utah State. That should be a game, obviously, they win. And then going into the conference championship game, um, I expect them to win as well. And, um, you know, we be the MWC champions in a 10-3 record and could be a sleeper potentially for a New Year's Six Bowl. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they've definitely had a good season. I think they're a little bit um, overrated thus far. Looking at the next team, North Carolina State at the number 26 spot, just falling off my list. One of the main reasons why North Carolina State has fallen on my list is, A, they're 7-4, and four, but lost two in a row last week to Louisville pretty bad. They got a big matchup this week at North Carolina, who continues to seem to climb the ranks. Overall, they had a pretty good start to the year. Their two losses came to Clemson, um, which is a big loss for them. And then they also lost on the road at Syracuse. Those two losses right there. Lost at Louisville last week. Lose, lost to Boston College by one. So they were on a downward trend going into this week and just really haven't materialized into kind of the team that I think a lot of people were expecting them early on. I believe either in the AP ranking or the college football ranking, they got as high as like 15. So they really were a kind of sleeper team. Not many people were talking about them, but not many people are talking about them now um, from where they're at. But they got a big matchup against North Carolina at North Carolina this week. North Carolina's already cemented a conference championship berth, but dare I say a playoff run? You never know. Um, but they've definitely had a solid year thus far, and I'm really excited to see how this one fares out. And then next week, um, you know, the big matchup for North Carolina when they face Clemson and see kind of how those both, um, you know, fare out. And Clemson maybe potentially getting into the college football playoff once again. Let's go ahead and see number 25 on my list this week. It's going to be Oregon State. And I haven't officially bought the Oregon State trend, I guess you could say yet. They're 5-3 and three in conference play, 8-3 and three overall. Kind of had an interesting year. They beat the crap out of Arizona State on the road, 31-7. to seven. And this week, they're going into Oregon, um, or at, I should say home, facing Oregon, but still going into that matchup. Oregon's a really good school. They lost to UW, University of Washington, by three on the road, and they also lost to Utah and USC. So they've had some marquee losses, not really too many marquee wins, in my opinion. They've kind of beat the teams they're supposed to beat and lost the teams they're supposed to lose. And I kind of ranked them at the number 25 spot because, you know, last week I had missed them, I believe, at number 27. But this week, going into the matchup against Oregon, this is really where you're going to see a lot about this team and kind of see potential moving forward if this is a team that really is going to contend for not necessarily a Pac-12 championship this year, but moving forward and kind of building off on that. They'll get a chance to probably play in a good bowl game, um, and they'll have a good chance to kind of boost their program a little bit furthermore. But Oregon State is definitely still a good school. Had to include them in my rankings. I'm really excited to see this matchup against Oregon and kind of see where those two end up faring out. Coastal Carolina, there's not too much to talk about them here because they had their game canceled this week at Virginia. Obviously, if you guys don't know, you know, the big, I shouldn't say big, well, I mean semi, it was a mass shooting um, and killed three Virginia players. So they were supposed to play Virginia. That game got canceled. I don't know if they're making up, not necessarily that game, but a game in general. So they might have just lost the game, which I totally understand. Life is way more valuable than football. 
But as far as bowl eligibility, they're good with that. And looking into get maybe a potentially New York Six Bowl, it might have kind of begged the question a little bit. This week, they got a matchup against James Madison, who's 7-3, and three, a little bit of a sleeper team. They should win this game and go to 10-1 and one on the year. And I had to keep, it the, keep them at the number 24 spot like I did last week because obviously they didn't play a game, so I didn't think they deserved to move up or down. Cincinnati I have at my number 23 spot. Now, Cincinnati um, was a team that was number 26 on my rankings last week. Have them at the number 23 spot here today. I'm feeling really excited about that one. They're 9-2 on the year. They're 6-1 in conference play. They got a matchup against Tulane and potentially a back-to-back -back matchup against Tulane, if I'm not mistaken, as far as who's going to be playing in the AAC championship game. Not know too much about who can make the AAC championship game. Obviously, the winner of this will be in, um, but maybe the loser will be in as well, depending on how certain things pan out. But Tulane, Cincinnati, UCF, and even Houston thrown into the mix could potentially contend for that. Looking at this matchup, though, for Tulane, I'm not sorry, not Tulane, Cincinnati going into the final week of the season versus Tulane, this was the kind of big rubber match that people were kind of expecting and hoping to see because Cincinnati was the first team, non-Power 5 team, to make the uh, college football playoff last year. And continuing moving forward as, as a program is something they really wanted to do. Obviously, they lost Desmond Ritter, so that kind of hurt their plans overall. But they're still a really solid team. They got a big matchup against Tulane, who's kind of been a sleeper team. And I'm really excited to see how this one fares out. But how to put them in the rankings, they're better than Coastal Carolina. They're better than Oregon State. And honestly, they should probably be ranked a little bit higher. I think the big matchup against Tulane this week really, will really kind of separate them and really give me a firm belief on how I feel about them. Moving on to my number 22 team here in my college football rankings for week four. It is no other than Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has had an interesting year, to, to say the least. Last week, I had them at 17. Losing this week to Oklahoma, I have them dropping to number 22. But still, overall, they're a really good team as far as overall, I guess you could say, like teams are concerned. Oklahoma State's had a pretty solid year. They're 4-4 four four in conference play, 7-4 overall. Lost to Kansas, Kansas State, and TCU by three. Um, those are three big losses there, and then obviously losing to Oklahoma. This week, they got a matchup at home against West Virginia. I'm expecting a big win there from Oklahoma State, but they still deserve to be ranked. I mean, they've had a pretty solid year thus far. A lot of people are kind of not necessarily hating on them, but really don't think that they deserve to be where they're at. They beat Texas at home when they were ranked, so they've had a good win in there, here and there. But they're in a good conference too in the Big 12, so I expect them to continue moving forward in a positive direction. Tulane, I'm putting them at number 21 this week. Had a pretty dominant win last week versus SMU. Obviously, their one loss this year was to UCF. Um, they lost 38, sorry, two losses, one to UCF, 38-31, and then Southern missed 27 to 24. This week's going to be their big challenge yet. They got Cincinnati on the road. That's another game as far as, you know, the UCF game where you're really going to learn a lot about this Tulane team and really be curious to see how Tulane performs. I think they're going to do well. I think Cincinnati will give them the edge just because Cincinnati's kind of got that experience, been there, done that before. Um, this game can have far-reaching implications as far as the AAC Conference Championships concerned or they could potentially meet again uh, moving forward this week. But still, they've had a really solid year, kind of an underrated year as far as the schedule is concerned. But, you know, the big challenge was UCF. They did lose, and so that's kind of devastating for them. But overall, having a pretty solid year. North Carolina, putting North Carolina at number 20. North Carolina, 9-2 overall, 6-1 in conference play. A tough loss last week against Georgia Tech. 
that was an upset. A lot of people were not expecting that one to be the case because going into that, they were 9-1. and one. Their one loss coming to Notre Dame only by 13. But looking at this matchup this week, they got NC State, their rival, which at the time would have been a tremendous matchup. NC State, in my opinion, just missed out on the college football playoff top 25. They can very much be ranked, though, and North Carolina still has a good chance to really be a proving ground because they got a date next week against Clemson in the ACC championship game as well. But North Carolina's had a really solid year as far as the ACC, ACC conference is concerned. Beat Wake Forest by two, beat Miami of Florida, beat Duke. Some of their wins have been tighter than others, um, but really they've gotten the win, and that's the most important stat, as Bill Russell would say, as far as um, a game is concerned. So having a good year, a, a loss last week definitely hurt because some have made would have made the argument that North Carolina could potentially contend for a college football playoff if they were able to, A, win that game, win this week against North Carolina State, depending on how high they were ranked, and then beat Clemson. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Florida State, I'm having them jump all the way to number 19. They're 8-3 and three on the year, having a really solid year. Their losses to Clemson, 34-28. to 28. They lost to NC State, and they also lost to Wake Forest. Three ranked teams at the time, so big losses there. But overall, having a really good year, they've absolutely thumped their opponents as of late. Looking at their last two ACC games, they beat Miami of Florida on the road, 45-3, to three, and then beat Syracuse on the road, 38-3. to three. This week, they got a matchup against Florida. Although Florida's only 6-5, and five, year in and year out, Florida's a team that they can definitely contend with. Their big win obviously came to LSU um, when both teams were unranked. That was their big win. And looking into this week, I'm really excited to see how Florida State's going to do, like I said, against Florida. It is at home, which is an advantage for them. But they've had a really solid year, and their kind of program, I feel like, has been rebooted. But they're definitely a top-20 team. Really excited to see how they play moving forward. UCF, I have them at the number 18 spot. UCF, a tough loss to Navy last week, 17-14. to They beat Tulane in potentially the game of the year in that AAC game. And then also they beat Cincinnati. So they beat the two top teams in the AAC conference. They got a matchup this week against South Florida, who's 1-10. and So they should be expected to win this game. But looking at their season overall, the other loss they had was to Louisville, uh, which was a big loss there. They also lost to East Carolina. But overall, having a really solid year, like I mentioned, in the AAC conference, those two big wins, one to Cincinnati and two uh, at Tulane, kind of definitely propelled their season Unfortunately, I don't think they control their own destiny. I'm actually not too sure um, because Tulane and Cincinnati, one of them will be two losses. Honestly, now that I think about it, as far as you know, head-to-head concern um, between Cincinnati, Tulane, and UCF, UCF would have the edge because they beat them both. The only question mark is Houston, who also has two losses. They play Tulsa this week with a game that they'll probably win. So there might be some controversy. I'm not too sure, but UCF can definitely get in the AAC championship game. Texas, I have them at the number 17 spot. I believe this is my highest four-loss team. I would like to know if I'm correct on that move. Maybe Washington. I don't know what Washington record is off the top of my head. But looking at Texas, they had a tough loss uh, you know, two weeks ago against TCU, 17-10. to 10. Bounced back nicely with a win against Kansas, who was ranked for a period of time. There are other losses. We all know uh, Oklahoma State by seven, Texas Tech by three, and Alabama by one. This week, they got a matchup against Baylor, who's six and five. Not a tremendously big matchup, but still 5-3 um, and three in conference playing the Big 12. Again, they kind of have a chance to make the Big 12 championship game. I believe they'll need um, Kansas to lose for sure, because if Texas is going to be able to win that game and Kansas does lose to Kansas State, 
They do have the head-to-head over that. So Texas needs a little bit to go their way to face TCU again, Texas Christian University, and get the revenge game. But still, Quinn Ewers and the Texas team has had a pretty solid year. You definitely got to be pleased as a Texas fan going into next year at the bare minimum. But you still got to focus on this year because you have a chance to finish inside the top 15. Moving into the Pac-12, I got to go with UCLA dropping to number 16 on my list. They had a tough fare, though. They lost to USC uh, by three. Their big loss to Arizona by six the week before definitely hurt them. And then they also lost to Oregon 45-30. to Going into this week, they got Cal, a game that they should and will win um, on the road. They're still a really good team, in my opinion. I do think I maybe gave them a little bit too far of a drop, you know, after I kind of reread whatever. But I did have them at, uh, you know, number 19. So they actually moved up in my ranking as far as kind of where I have them at. But that's just the performance that they had against UC, or UC, USC, who is, uh, you know, obviously in the top six, potentially in the college football playoff rankings this week. UCLA is still a pretty solid team. The biggest thing with that um, is this overall where she's going to go with or where they're going to go with that and where the UCLA Bruins team is going to do as far as maybe in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think they have any chance, but maybe a New Year's Six Bowl is where they really kind of re-erect themselves and um, continue moving forward there. Number 15, Ole Miss. This was definitely a tough loss to do. I'm a big Ole Miss fan. They lost at Arkansas, which is definitely not the best thing in the world. They did lose to Alabama the week before, before only by six. Um, and this week, you know, Mississippi State, they're going to be facing them at home, who's 7-4 and four and just missed out on my list. So they've had a really good schedule. You look at the teams that they played. Arkansas was good at a period of time. Lost to Bama. Beat Texas A&M. Lost to LSU. You know, they're in the SEC conference, so you're expecting these big games. And it's just been that way. And it's been one of those things that's cool to see as far as competition is concerned. But being third in the Southeast Conference West is definitely a positive for them being behind Alabama and LSU. Be curious to see, you know, if Ole Miss is able to win that final game, but you should see them in a New Year's Six Bowl. And although they did lose against Arkansas last week, it's the SEC, and you expect stuff like that to happen. I don't think that, you know, they're a bad team. I actually think they're a pretty good team. I'm really excited to see them continue moving forward. Washington, the University of Washington. I had them at the number 14 spot. They had a big win against Oregon. They also beat Oregon State the week before. They lost to Arizona State and UCLA. Arizona State was obviously their big loss. But they're potentially an ASU win and maybe a little bit of an UCLA win of beating the college football playoff, seriously. Because they got Wazoo this week. Wazoo is 7-4. and four. It's on the road, so it's going to be a difficult environment. But University of Washington is definitely very solid. They've had a really good year overall. Again, kind of looking at their past season, if they win this game, I believe they'll be in the Pac-12 championship if Oregon loses just because they have the head-to-head there. You also got a factor in Utah. Utah has been a team um, that has the same record as them, and I don't think those two have played yet this season. So a lot of uncertainty in the Pac-12 championship. I do believe that USC will be in the Pac-12 championship no matter what. The biggest question mark is who are they going to play um, and definitely could be a team like the University of Washington who will give them a good fight. And if USC is able to win that game, can propel them into the college football playoff. Notre Dame, Notre Dame at the number 13 spot in my rankings this week. They had a really rough go to start the year, you know, losing their first two at Ohio State and then versus Marshall. But ever since then, have had a pretty solid year. You know, they lost to Stanford by two as well. It's their first season where they had that new coach. I can't think of his name, um, but, you know, they've kind of been adjusting to a new system. Their biggest win, obviously, was versus Clemson, 35-14, to 14, potentially knocking Clemson out of the college football playoff in of itself. 
But they also beat Syracuse on the road. They beat BYU. You know, they beat those teams there. They beat North Carolina on the road. This week, again, is another big challenge going up against USC. Really excited to see this USC team play Notre Dame. It's at USC, which makes it that much more important for Notre Dame and USC for that matter. But Notre Dame is still a really good football program. Year in and year out, they produce tons of talent. They always are in the running for the college football playoff. Not this year. But overall, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you got to be pleased with the season that you have. And um, hopefully you can get a big win against USC to knock them out of the college football playoff for sure. Utah is my number 12 team or number 12 ranked team. Utah, man, they're 8-3. and three. The Utah Utes, they started the year rough, losing to Florida by three on the road. Um, they bounced back very nicely the last week. They lost at UCLA, and they lost at Oregon by three. They lost at UCLA by 10. So all their losses have been less than 10 points, and especially against the teams that they've played and lost to, you definitely got to be pleased. It's a little disappointing, though, because you're expecting them to be, I guess, better and um, have more success with that, and that just hasn't been the case, which it happens. It's part of it, but... It's one of those things, too, that they're still a really good football program. They're kind of returning, I believe. A lot of people from last year, obviously, their quarterback who rocks the flow. But overall, the Utah Utes are a good team. I'm still pretty sure they have contention for the Pac-12 championship. Not too sure. They will win this week at Colorado. Colorado having a very disappointing year with a 1-10 record. So they should be fine there. I think they need some things to go their way. But it definitely wouldn't surprise me if they're in the Pac-12 championship and get to play USC uh, to maybe, again, kick them out of the playoff. Tennessee, I'm dropping them down all the way to number 11. I was kind of hindling at keeping them at number 5, I believe I had them last week. But after the loss at South Carolina and going into this week without their quarterback due to a tour ACL, I'm really not expecting Tennessee to... Well, I'm expecting them to win this week. They're playing at Vanderbilt, which is a big game for Vanderbilt because they're become bowl eligible if they're able to win. But overall, I mean, they've had a pretty solid year. They're two of the three losses they had in the last three games. Georgia was pretty bad. And then South Carolina as well was a big loss there. But like I said, Tennessee losing Hooker, um, Hendon Hooker, has definitely been a, uh, a big L for them. And then obviously just having a big L at South Carolina. It happens. It officially kicks them out of college football playoff potential. They weren't going to be playing in the SEC championship game because of Georgia. So it doesn't really matter as far as that's concerned. But you'll see them in the New York Six Bowl. The biggest thing I would take away from Tennessee is seeing how they're able to play this week without Hendon Hooker and seeing if they're able to have that type of success. Because if they're not, then they're probably screwed moving forward. The Oregon Ducks are 9-2, 7-1 in conference play. They beat Utah last week, 20-17. They've lost to Washington this year by three, which is a big loss for them. They also lost to Georgia, 49-3. Oregon at one point before that Washington game was really in contention for a college football playoff berth with a day to USC potentially in the um, Pac-12 championship game. This week, they got a matchup at Oregon State, which is going to be interesting to see that one fair out because Oregon State's kind of got a developing program in the works. Oregon is a well-established quarterback or program. They've had a well-established quarterback in Bo Nix. And overall, they're having a really solid year as far as Oregon Ducks fans are concerned. You'd like to see them have a little bit more success, especially game against Washington and even Georgia. But Overall, you got to be pleased with the Oregon Ducks this season. Penn State, this is a very interesting pick right here. Putting Penn State inside of the top 10, 9-2 on the year, a commanding win their last three games at Indiana versus Maryland and at Rutgers. Sure, those aren't the three best teams in the Big Ten Conference, but the way that they've been able to play through those games have definitely been something worth noting. They also thumped Minnesota, who at one point was really contending for a chance at the Big Ten West. They also won at Purdue, who's always been on the upset minds, you know, trying to beat 
um, upset-ranked teams. You know, their two losses were expected. They lost to Michigan on the road and Ohio State at home. The Ohio State game really got out of their hand. They had a chance to win that game. It just didn't really come down to it. So, you know, take away that game or at least take away that close. They're still a really good team, and they're still definitely a top-10 team. Penn State's always year in and year out pretty good. The only downside for them is they just play in a conference or division with two other GOATs. You know, Sean Clifford has really done a good job this year compared to last year and has really kind of turned that program back around and headed in the right direction. This week, a matchup against Michigan State. I'm expecting it to be a big win for Penn State once again, and they should be in a New York Six Bowl, potentially a Rose Bowl. I don't think that'll be the case, but be very curious to see how that one fares out. But Penn State's still having a really good year, and I think like a really quiet year. Alabama, I'm putting them at the number eight spot. Alabama's path to the college football playoff seems to still be alive, but they win last week 34-0 against Austin P. They have one more game against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Good old classic Iron Bowl. Auburn's 5-6. and six. Again, another game where they're looking to become bowl eligible, taking on Alabama. Obviously, Bama's two losses were by a combined four points, and I know a lot of people want to talk crap about Bama and potentially being the first two-loss team to make the college football playoff. But when you look at those two losses that they had, first of all, the Tennessee, um, you know, on the road against Tennessee, lost by three points, 52 to 49, an absolute thriller. And then LSU, losing at LSU by one. You really got to take into consideration that this team is not that bad. I honestly probably should have ranked them a little bit higher at the number seven spot. But LSU, being the season that they've had in Tennessee up until last week, the season that they had, this is kind of a stepping stone for Alabama to get into the playoff. They need some things to go their way. Obviously, I don't think they're in the you know SEC championship game, which would be concerning to have a team that hasn't made the championship game. But we'll see what the committee does. But still, they're definitely a top eight team, arguably a top five team. With uh, If they change one of those games or even two of them, they'd be a number one team probably or number two close. Number seven, Clemson. I'm putting Clemson this high. Now, I know what a lot of people are saying, like, why are you putting Clemson this high? Well, in fairness, Clemson's still 10-1. and one. Um, They've had a better ACC conference thus far. The ACC conference has been better. Take a look at some of their wins they've had. They beat Wake Forest, which was a big win on the road. Wake Forest was ranked at the time, so that was a big win there. They also won versus NC State. They beat Florida State on the road, beat Syracuse, beat Miami of Florida. You know, they've had a really solid year. The only loss they've had was to Notre Dame. And like I mentioned earlier with Notre Dame, Notre Dame's still a really good football program, even though they're 8-3 and three this season. They got a matchup this week against South Carolina, who's really high right now on the fact that they just beat the Living Daylights out of Tennessee, which I think would actually play to their advantage because I don't think that I mean, I think that they're going to be good, but I think they're going to be a little bit too kind of over their head over heels thinking that, oh, we're the best now because we just beat, you know, whatever. And I think Clemson's going to be able to run away with this game pretty easily, actually. The biggest challenge is going to be North Carolina. If you're a Clemson Tiger fan, you want North Carolina to win that game because that would only propel North Carolina maybe a little bit higher in the rankings. And then you could potentially have a top 10 showdown which uh, could potentially give you a college football playoff burst. So there's still a lot of things to kind of be working their way. But as far as overall is concerned, I definitely think Clemson deserves to be the seventh best team in the nation. LSU at the number six spot. LSU's had a really good year. They're 9-2 and two overall, 6-1 and one in conference play. Their one loss this year, sorry, two, but their first loss was the Florida State um, at home, 24-23. That was a loss there, and they also got crushed by Tennessee. But looking at some of their wins, you know, they beat Arkansas, they beat Ole Miss, they beat Alabama, beat Florida, beat Auburn, Mississippi State. They've had some really quality wins. 
I got a big matchup this week at Texas A&M, who's four and seven, having a disappointing year. But they got looked too much further because they got a date with Georgia in the SEC championship game on December third. So that's going to be another game to watch out for too. It's really going to be curious to see because if LSU wins out, if they win this game and they win the next game, they will be in the college football playoff most likely. I mean, they have to be. They would be the first two lost teams to make it. The biggest thing with that is Georgia would probably also be in the S or the college football playoff at like the number four spot, kind of like what happened last year. Um, you know, with having two SEC teams. So if you're a college football playoff committee, you don't want LSU to win out because that's just going to cause major, you know, confusion and probably a lot of unhappy people. But uh, yeah, so LSU is definitely a team that a should win this week, and they should also have a good challenge against Georgia. That's where you're really going to see a lot about LSU. Um, you know, they had. Some quality wins this year, but they've also had some big losses. So we'll see how LSU plays moving forward. USC, I was kind of waiting for their big win, and this was definitely a big win here. In my opinion, if USC wins out, I know there's been some debate about it, USC should and will be in the college football playoff. And if they aren't in the college football playoff, it's an absolute sham. Here's why. Pac-12 is typically not that good. Well, I mean, it's good, but in the fact that the ACC is always worse. But the Pac-12 has kind of been a mediocre Power 5 conference as far as pac uh, college football playoff committee is concerned. This season, though, they've won every game they've needed to win. They won at UCLA, who was ranked. They won by three. That's not easy to do. That's a rivalry game right there. They also lost to Utah on the road by one. They lost to Utah by one. I believe it was a two-point conversion that ended up being the game, the difference in the game. So that was a big loss there, but they only lost by one. They won at Oregon State. They won at Stanford. This week, they got Notre Dame, another ranked team. Notre Dame will be ranked inside the top 25 the college football playoff ranking and then most likely their pac-12 championship opponent will also be a ranked team so you're going to beat three ranked teams there's no hotter team in football than usd if they're able to win these next two games and they 100 percent deserve to be in the college football playoff because here's what's going to happen ohio state or michigan's going to lose they'll be out of the top four they should be at least maybe ohio state if michigan does win i would stay inside the top four but i mean it would just be ridiculous in my opinion if usc is not able to make the college football playoff TCU at number four, they had a very scary game last week. I bet you TCU fans were holding their breath. 8-0 in conference play, 11-0 overall. They won 29-28 at Baylor this week. Wow, that was crazy. There was fourth down. Um, they had completed a play, I believe, and they had to rush the field goal kicker on. Ended up kicking the game winner. Talk about having a heart attack. I would have definitely had one there. Got a matchup this week against Iowa State, a game that they should win. Iowa State this season, 4-7, and seven, really not contending for anything, but Overall, TC is going to have a bigger challenge moving forward in the Big 12 championship game, whether that's Kansas State or Texas. I believe those are the, those are the two other teams that uh, TCU could play. But currently ranked at number four, they've beat Kansas State in the past. Will that come back and Kansas State be able to get their revenge? That's going to be something to look at moving forward. But overall, both teams are really good. I'm really excited to see TCU play. I do think they'll win this week. I think they had their scare of the year. Every team that's in the top four has their scare of the year, and that was this week. They should pretty easily beat Iowa State. The only question mark is, can they finish the deal and beat Kansas State? Because if they're able to win out, they'll be in. Michigan, Ohio State, I'm going to kind of do those coincidentally. It's the same top three, Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3. We all knew this, but the, all the marvels for this game, or these two teams, is coming down to this game this week between Ohio State and Michigan and big noon kickoff at 9 a.m. It's at Ohio State, which gives them the edge. But don't count out Michigan, because Michigan's had a pretty good year. Ohio State has pretty much been thumping opponents, in my opinion. Michigan's kind of just been winning some games a little bit closer than others, like last week against Illinois at home. Uh, they beat Iowa by 13. Ohio State beat them by, like, 50. 
beat Maryland by seven, you know, beat Indiana by 21. These are games that they've won and they deserve to win, but also to Ohio State has had maybe one or two close calls, especially last week against Maryland. Um, but then they've also been thumping the hell out of opponents too. So this is obviously the big matchup here. The I don't believe it should be the case, but this is the only way I see both teams staying inside of the top four is if Ohio State loses. If Michigan loses, their college football playoff dreams are completely out the window, in my opinion. But if Ohio State loses, they've had a good enough year to the point where it can kind of be a similar situation like Georgia, because these are number two and number three most likely playing against each other. They're going to see a loss. You're going to see one of these teams lose, and the question is, who is it going to be? I don't necessarily think it should be completely out of the question if Ohio State loses to be out of the playoff. That's just me. But I would also like to see a team like USC bump into the top four if Ohio State or Michigan do lose. But you never know. The committee's always just some whack stuff, so we'll see. And then finally, undoubtedly, the number one overall team is Georgia. Everybody knows this. Georgia's an insane team. They've had an insane year thus far. They're continuing to move forward in every possible direction they need to. And overall, just having a really solid year. And if you're a Georgia fan, there's a lot of positives to be happy about. Biggest question mark in this one is how are these teams going to play and are they going to be able to have the type of success that you know they want to? Are they going to be able to kind of breeze through? Not necessarily breeze through, but just continue moving forward the way that they've been playing. Georgia, I believe this week has got Georgia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see if I can confirm that real quick. Georgia plays Georgia Tech, yep. And then next week in the SEC Championship game is their big match against LSU. If they lose against LSU, I think they'll still be in the college football playoff. So they should be in the college football playoff regardless unless they're able to lose to Georgia Tech this week. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information that I do not want to miss. Until next time, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Huston. Signing out. Take care and good night. Peace.